everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sofa. Busy Living Sofa. It's episode 268. I'm in South Florida and there's helicopters. So that's why there's noise. But I hope it's not going to be too distracting. How is everybody? Today is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. It's already, it's Pat, it's like October. It's almost November. It's like Thanksgiving. Crazy crazy. And um, today's topic is going to be gossip and text messaging and feelings and feelings not being facts and feelings not being real. See, so as an alcoholic, and I think that we, I want to put something out there that's really important, which is that alcoholism is not so much about the drink as it's about the think. We think things, things we think are not real you know, aren't real, are real, or we don't know is what I want to say. And our drinking, our isms, our alcoholism makes everything so much bigger. Okay. We look at things as either black or white. There's no color in between. And if there's color, it's dark and it's gray. It's not rainbow. Um, there's, it's yes, no, there's nothing in between. And it's interesting because I think that when where we get sober, we're really sensitive. At least I was, and I still am. I'm probably one of the most, even though you probably, for people who don't even really know me in real life, but just know me from my podcast, you have to know that I'm sensitive, right? Like I can wear this outside shell that says, oh my God, I got this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this strong woman. But in reality, I'm not. I'm a scared little girl, right? I'm just a scared little girl. And I think that when we get other people, relationships are what are really hard for us as alcoholics. We're just, it's hard. It's hard to have a relationship with anybody. We don't trust people. And then there's this thing called gossip, which then makes us even more vulnerable because then we're like, oh my gosh, people are gossiping about me or you or whatever. And I'm going to, the definition of gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal private affairs of others. And, you know, I have been, People coming from a place of fear that say things and do things without considering another person's feelings is something that I did when I was drinking. I really did not care. I did not care. I didn't care what anybody else's feelings were. Oh, I've got some juicy stuff that I'm going to tell somebody. This is going to make me popular. This is going to make me in the in crowd because I'm in the know and I've got this information. So that's going to make me more powerful and more likable. But the reality is it doesn't make you more powerful or more like a ball at the end of the day, because if you sit there and you think about it, like now here sitting in this, you know, you can always look backwards and you don't have to hate yourself for what you did in the previous, but to learn from it is where the growth comes from. When we get sober, we grow, we learn that that behavior didn't work. This behavior didn't work and not to beat ourselves up over it, but to be okay with it. Like that's okay. So that was part of me. It's not something I'm proud of, but it's part of me. And we get out there and when we talk about other people, now, when I talk about somebody else, if it happens to me that I do end up talking about somebody else and it's never in a vicious manner, I still feel bad. I'm like, I have no right talking about this person to this person. It's just not cool. You know, it's, um, it's talking about other people sometimes raises us up and it raises us up in a very 
unauthentic way. It just raises us up for this place that's not really real. Which we bring, we like boost ourselves up like a chicken does, like or a dog that's about to get into a fight and its hair goes up, and we get into this place. It's like I know better than you. I'm gonna be better than you. I'm gonna judge you, but none of us could judge anybody else. I mean, we can't put anybody on a pedestal except for God. We just can't. We can't because we all can let each other down. But why can't we be okay that people let other people down? Like, where are we to judge all these people? Where does this judgment come from? Where does this gossip and the, the ability to talk about other people? I'm gonna give you an example. I have, I have this person in my life. I'm not going into many details because I gotta keep because I, I just not and it's not even gossip. It's just something that truly happened to me. It's a story. So this person I know reached out to me to talk to me about another person, okay? I don't know this other person. I have no idea who this other person really is. I know like basic things. She's divorced, she's got children. That's about it. And there's like a million people that are divorced that have children. And this person was talking about this other person in such a way that it was so, just not nice. It just wasn't nice. And I felt yucky about it to the point that I actually said it, F you to this person, because where are you to tell me about this person? Like, can you imagine, like, what if we all, instead of putting judgments on other people that we don't even know, and we don't even know what it's like to walk in their shoes. We have no idea what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. We can sit here and we can look at things on social media and assume things about people. But just so you know, just so we're all clear here, like a picture takes a nanosecond to take. And that you can't judge someone's life by that nanosecond, right? We can't put judgment towards others like that. It's just not healthy and it's not nice. And it does something to our ego in that it raises us up because it makes us, oh, we're better than them or we're worse than them. Why can't we all just be like trying to do the best today? Like we all woke up today wanting to be nice, giving, heartfelt people. Why can't we just wake up feeling like that? Like that's what we want to be. We want to be loving. We want to be kind. We want to be caring. Why can't we be like that to everybody? Why does it? Because I know that I was hurt. So hurt people hurt people, right? So I know when I was, you know, walking around with this bravado and I got hurt by people. So in the end, then I went and talked about them in a way to make me feel better because they hurt me. Instead of looking at that person saying, by the way, you hurt my feelings because I could never be vulnerable. Screw that. I don't want to tell anybody how I really feel. I've got to be vulnerable. I don't want to be vulnerable. I'm just going to talk about you and then I'm going to feel better, but I really don't feel better. Then I feel like an asshole because I just talked about this person. It's kind of like this terrible loop we go on. You know, being in a relationship with another human being takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of tolerance. It takes a lot of non-judgment. It's like I don't know what it was like to grow up in that person's house. I don't know what it's like to live with that partner. I don't know what it's like to have those kids with those issues. Like we don't know. There's this crazy saying that we have in a 12, my 12th group. It's like, if you throw everybody's problems into the middle of the pot in the center of the room, 
you're always going to go back and pick up your problems before you're going to pick up somebody else's because they're yours. You can own them. You know what to do with those feelings. You know what to do with those problems. You know how to communicate with those players and where those problems originated from. And so to think that we're, we, we get ourselves into this place and how do we get ourselves so that we're feeling right size, that we're feeling okay? How do we get to this place? Well, for one, I, my first recommendation is if you're really getting sober, it's really hard not to look backwards constantly in what you did and who you were before getting sober. And it's really interesting because if you were to look back, if you're constantly looking back, you can't be in today. If you're constantly looking forward, you can't be in today as well because you're in forward and you can't be back because then you're not in today. So it's very difficult. So then sometimes we have one leg over here and one leg over here. That's like doing the splits. Who wants to do the splits? Not me. I'm not um, I'm not a gymnast at all. So I don't know many people that can do the splits at my age, but if you can, God bless you. But most people, that's very uncomfortable. They have one leg over here and one leg over there. If our brain is going over there or over there, that's uncomfortable still because I don't know anybody who really has a crystal ball that can go backwards or a crystal ball that can go forwards. There are people that can tell you what they think is going to happen in the future or in the past or what happened in the past, but nobody can go back and take you there and rewire it. I mean, there's no time machine like, you know, they had in, um, Back to the future. That doesn't really exist. So if we are getting sober and we're like, oh my God, I have all these feelings about how bad I was. Oh my God, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. And you play over these tapes of your life constantly in your head. And then you feel so bad. You beat yourself up so hard. It's like you've taken this thing and just beat yourself. And then you're like, I can't take it anymore. I have to have a drink because that's just the only thing that's going to quiet this voice. Because that's what it's all about. This is crazy voice in the head. It's all about that. And um, so it's acknowledging that voice and going, okay, I'm having the same thoughts all the time. I can't really do anything about these thoughts except for letting them go. I can't let them own me. Because if I let them own me, then I'm never going to be happy and I'm going to be in addiction for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to get healthy. So you have to tell somebody those thoughts. So I just told you guys my thoughts of what happened with this person the other day. That was, it really bothered me. I told the person to F off. Um, her fears and what's going on in her personal life put her in this place that she could judge this other person. And um, it really wasn't a fair thing to do. And the way I reacted with telling her to F off probably was not nice. And I should apologize for saying that to her. But what she said to me, I was like so flabbergasted. That was my first thing. I did not take a deep breath and say, oh my gosh, what did she say? And go, I can't say that. I just have to listen to it and just keep walking. But I did. I reacted and I was to not, it's not the best. I was like, fuck you. And um, excuse my expletives. But um, it's only, you know, taking this time when we're getting sober to really figure out how we tick and what makes us tick is a really important thing. You know, I say, I haven't said it in a long time, but you know, when I was kidding, when I was drinking, my favorite color was green, but my, really my favorite color is orange. And so having that color of orange be my favorite color and owning it and being like, oh my God, I love orange, um, is just, I love, I just, I had to find out who I was and what made me tick. I had so much stuff that I hated from my past that it takes me a long time. I would not. I learned, 
I learned in the very beginning, because I did this yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that I didn't have to go backwards and look at yesterday because I, I knew in my head that I couldn't fix yesterday. So every time my head would go, I'd be like, no, I can't do that. I gotta just stay in today. I just gotta stay in today. And learning to live in the day is so freaking hard. It is so hard to learn in the moments because we kind of, unfortunately, we like the uncomfortableness of being in the future and in the past, even though it's insane, but we like it. So retraining our brains so that we don't do that is, um, it's, I had to wear a rubber band on my wrist at some points. And I was like, cause I played these tapes. I remember getting on my knees and saying, God, please take away these thoughts. And they went away. It wasn't like this. It wasn't like instantaneous, but I practiced doing that. You know, it takes 90 days to change anything. So if we're going to change the way we think, we've got to give ourselves at least 90 days. Okay. If you want to time it and say, I never really did time things. I just realized one day the thoughts were gone. And I was like, when it came up sometime, you know, when I was reflecting like I am today, when I was reflecting back on something, I'm like, Oh, I haven't even thought about that at all. I didn't even realize it because it's like you get a headache and you take Advil or Tylenol or whatever, and you don't have a headache anymore. You don't think, oh, when did that headache go away? You just realize it's gone after a little bit of time. You're like, oh, that's not bothering me anymore. And that's just like our thoughts. If we sit here and we pray for them to go, they will change. They will change. It's it's not going to be instantaneous. It's not like a telephone call or a photo that you take on your phone. It's not going to be instantaneous. It's going to be something that you're going to have to practice, 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 practice. Gossip is not going to make you feel better. It's not going to make you feel better to talk about anybody else. And if you're worried about somebody talking about you, it's not your business. And if the person is gossiping about you, they're probably not that great of a person or they're kind of sad themselves. So guess what you have to do that? Then you have to pray for that person. Pray for that person. I know the person that called me about the other person is very sick and suffering. Um, I know she is. She has been for a really long time. She's never reached out and gotten help. So no wonder she's spiraling and talking about people, but that doesn't make it okay. But I understand why she does it. And all I can do is then pray for her. God, please pray for her that she gets peace and serenity. It doesn't have to fear fear because that's where it all comes from. Fear is God's going to want to talk about the people. It's all about fear. Nobody's going to like me. I'm not going to have any friends. I'm going to be a loser. I'm going to be on the ground. That's not real. It's not real. Having a life where you can look in the mirror and like yourself takes a long time. It takes a long time to be able to worry, to fix the way your brain has been working for a certain amount of time, especially when we're in our It's just, it's been working this one way, which has, for me, it really didn't even work. I just hid. I ran away all the time. Like, no, I'm just running away now. I'm just done. I'm just done. I'm just done. And um, it's not, it, it, it was the way I lived and I don't regret it. It's just what I knew, right? I just knew. I just knew that I came from a family that drank. You know, that's what everybody did. And when I realized I had a problem and it was too much, it was hard to change it. It's hard. It's so hard to change what we've been doing our whole lives. It's so hard when every day or everybody in your family, like you learned how to drink with everybody. And now the holidays are coming and the holidays are really difficult. They're really difficult. The holidays are really difficult. You know, especially with all the family and all 
people and all of the judgment and all of the family stuff that comes up that we get, that we have all these feelings inside of us. And especially if you're from a drinking family, like for me, I couldn't deal with it. I had to make other plans. I was like, I can't go around them. I'm not healthy enough. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. And it took a lot of strength to do that. And it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I hung out with friends and I realized at some point it was just a day. It wasn't really anything big. And then I, then I started to invite other sober people over and I had to have sober Thanksgivings and they were so fun and they still are. Um, I didn't want to be around the gossip anymore. God rest my mother's soul, but she loved to talk about people. And always was just like, oh my God, this is just not good. It feels so yucky. It does not feel good. And you know, I actually got myself in a situation in Amelia Island recently, and I was in this room, and these people all talk about everybody else. And one day I was like, why am I going and spending hours with these people that are talking about everybody else? But I don't even know anybody they're talking about. And not only that, but if they're talking about all these other people, of course they're gonna be talking about me. No. No. And so I don't have to do that. Like I don't have to put somebody else down to make me feel okay. I don't have to judge myself against everybody else today. It's okay. You know, I'm really, I've been having this since Henry went to college. So that was about, it almost been four years ago, I guess. He went to college. And when he went to college, I felt very untethered. And so I'm going to tell you what the definition of untethered is. When I say that, it's so, so funny. untethered, not tied, or limited with, or as with as a tether. So a way that I think about being untethered is like when you're tethered to a dock and you're on a boat. So you take your boat and you take the, you take the rope and you tie it to whatever you want, or you tether a horse, you tie the horse to a, a, a thing, so it's tethered. Um, there's only two things I can think about, horse and boat, but anyway, so you being, so you're in, you're grounded with something, you're grounded with something. So I remember when Henry left to go to college, it felt so untethered, I, I felt, I have felt so untethered, like not tied to anything. And I was wanting to tie myself to a community, a physical house, um, a group, um, and the reality is, is that I'm really only tethered to my husband. <laughs> That's it. Um, I'm not tethered to anything else. I can go as the wind goes, and that feels kind of crazy, and it feels a little unsettling. But if you figure out something to be tethered to, you'll get peace and you get serenity if you can have that tethered, I'm at least tethered to this. Everything's okay with this. I think a lot of us, at least me, put a little too much on actual material or physical things rather than relationships. And um, being tethered to someone is um, 
it's scary to put your, um, to actually put your card down and be like, all right, I'm going to be tethered to this person. I'm going to be a minute to win it. That's hard. Um, but taking the time to really feel how you feel in your own skin. And I'm coming back to this again because it's so important. And I think that it, uh, at least for me, I was a born runner. And I don't mean physically running, I mean emotionally running. I always ran away, ran away, ran away, ran away. I went away my thoughts. When I was a little girl, I'd always have an imaginary friend. I always was wanting to leave these feelings in my head, so I didn't want to go to something else. And instead, getting really comfortable with who I am, who and you can change every day. I'm pretty much, I'm always a wife. That always comes in. A mom, my kids are kind of raised now. If that feels, it's, it's crazy and as scary as that sounds, it's the truth. My kids are over 18. They're out in the world. I'm kind of, they're launched. They can come to me for advice. They want it, but if they don't, they don't have to. Just check in and say, I love you. But I, it's time for me to take care of me. And that's really weird. It made me feel untethered. Wait, I'm supposed to be taking care of you. Um, I think taking care of ourselves, putting the oxygen mask on us and figuring out how we tick inside of our heads takes time and it takes energy and it's hard and it's hard. And we might do things and we're like, why do I keep doing this one thing? It's bothering me. But if you take one step forward, you take a couple steps back, you can't, you can't forget the fact that you took one step forward. And you had a feeling while you were in that step forward that felt good that wants you to keep going for that step forward again and step forward again. Um, sleep is really important. I just want to throw that out there when you're getting sober. It is, you're going to be like, why am I so tired? I quit drinking and now I'm really tired. And it's because I think our bodies need time to heal. You know, Deepak Chopra, who I have been a huge follower for, for a long, long time, says the number one medicine anybody can give to themselves is sleep. Sleep is so important. And most, a lot of us, I have a friend who's in her late seventies. She only needs five hours. Good to go five hours. I have another friend whose mother's in, in her like early eighties. She needs five hours. That's good enough for her. Whatever your thing is, getting that sleep is important. Getting the ability to sleep, number one to exercise, whatever that is. If it's going for a walk, if it's going for a run, if it's doing elliptical, if it's doing, you know, your, I know a lot of people do that Peloton thing, whatever it is, do some form of exercise because it helps your head. It just totally helps your head. And then learning how to get into your feet and get into your body. So I'm a huge meditator and in the beginning of sobriety, I was, I even had to take a course in it because I didn't understand it. It was too overwhelming. But breathing and getting into your feet and being in that place where you are. So just getting comfortable. So important. And again, you can just breathe. And if you meditate just for five minutes and you get control of your thoughts, it's so amazing because once you learn that the thought is going to come by, like if you're laying in the backyard, can't hold on to that feeling of like, oh my gosh, 
that cloud. You're not still looking at the cloud that went by that's all the way down on the horizon now. That cloud went past you and it went to the horizon. You let it go. That's just like your thoughts. Once it goes out of your vision, you don't follow it. I mean, maybe you'll follow it to a little bit, but then you're like, all right, that one's gone. All right, where's another one? So that's how you flip your thoughts. Like they're going to come by and then they're going to go to the horizon. Then they're going to come by and you might have the same one that comes through. And you have to say to yourself, that's so not true. And then you might in your head have to change from looking at the clouds to actually maybe looking at a building or look at the grass that's next to you or look at the trees. Like count how many different colors are in one tree of green and how many different shades of, of brown. And then you get a little gray in there. And then sometimes you even get a little red in there. And then you might even get a little yellow in there. It allows you to stop and breathe and realize, for one, I can't take myself so seriously. I have thoughts I'm human. I'm gonna let them come, I'm gonna let them go. They aren't gonna define me. I don't need to put other people down to raise me up because it doesn't really work because it makes me feel bad in the end. I don't need to do that anymore. That's dumb. I can't do that anymore. I can't judge somebody else because I don't know. I don't know who that person is. I don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes. So I really can't judge them. So that gives me a sense of love. Love and falling in love with ourselves, which is the hardest thing. But once we do, we're so free. Because then we can love other people authentically. Authentic love, authentic care, authentic selves is where the answer is. We have to go in here to love ourselves. It's okay. I'm doing the best I can and I'm not doing too bad today. And if you're battling alcoholism, that's your thing. If you don't drink one day at a time, that's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. If that's the only thing you did well that day, you had a pretty good day. It's a really good day. Remember this. It's like, you know, we only are here for a little bit of time. You know, maybe we look to 100. Sometimes we don't even look past 40. Some people only live to 41 to be my best friends. They only live to 40. But you're here. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Love yourself. Be grateful. Your thoughts aren't you. They're just your thoughts. Feelings aren't facts. And they're going to change. I'm going to end with this. I used to say all the time, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do this. And I've done it all. I've done everything I can do. And um, I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. In fact, the older I get, I remember old, older people saying this to me all the time. The older I get, the less I know. And it's so true. Because I, there's so much to know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really grateful that today I can be open. And seeing what my higher power that I like to call God, but if yours is spiritual, where is the clouds going to take you today? Because your head is not where it is. Your head is not good. Get outside, count the colors of green and the colors of brown and the colors of red. And especially if you're in the northern states and it's starting to be fall, enjoy it. Go see what's happening outside of your house in nature. Nature is where it's at. Nature is where it's at. It's so beautiful in nature. 
nature is just amazing and it's ever changing all the time. Flowers are changing, grass is changing, trees are changing, all these things are changing. Get out there and watch the change. Because if you believe in Mother Nature changing, then you can change. You can change too. Just do it. Just do it one day at a time. Just like what they say in Nike, which I hate anymore. I don't buy Nike, but just do it. Just do it today. Just do it today. Just say, just for today, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go, and I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm going to see how I feel at the end of the day. Because my judgment's not right. You know, as they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Or so changing. All right, you guys, that was episode, what did I say? 268, I think. Oh, getting up there. Um, have a happy day. Remember to reach out. Please reach out to me because wherever I am, I have my computer on my phone and I can respond. Reach out to me. Know that you're not alone. You're not alone. And if you didn't drink today, you made your winner today, today, today. Today, just do today, 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 today. Reach out to me anytime at busy, B I Z Z Y, at busylivingsober.com or Elizabeth at elizabethchance.com. They both go to the same mailbox. And until next time, keep getting busy, living sober. Bye bye, everybody. Take care.